you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is Four Lepers and the Syrian Camp. The king of Syria once again invaded Israel. His army surrounded Samaria and set up a camp just outside the city walls. They cut off all supplies going into the city. Eventually, there was no food, and the people started to starve. It was so bad that a donkey's head sold for two pounds of silver, and a small bowl of dove's droppings sold for two ounces of silver. A woman saw the king walking along the top of the city wall. She asked him to help her. He said, I don't know if I can. What's your problem? She said, my friend won't keep her promise. We agreed we'd eat our two sons, mine on the first day and hers on the second. So we boiled and ate my son, but now she has hidden her son. When the king heard this, he ripped his clothes. He said, I'll get Elisha for this if it's the last thing I do. He sent a guard to cut off the prophet's head. Elisha was sitting in his house with several elders of Israel. He said, Our murdering king has sent a guard to cut off my head. The king is right behind him. Just then the king walked in. He yelled at the prophet, You said all this trouble is from God. So why should I serve him if he acts like this? Elisha said, I have a message from God. He said this disaster is almost over. Tomorrow at this time, people will buy a sack of fine flour for a few coins. They'll buy a large sack of barley for the same price. The king's chief advisor said, Impossible. We couldn't have that much food around here, even if God opened up the windows of heaven. The man of God said, You'll see it with your own eyes, but you won't eat any of it. During the night, the Syrian army heard a loud noise like a large army marching toward them. The noise got louder and sounded like the army had many horses and chariots. The Syrian soldiers thought Israel had hired other nations to come and help them. They yelled, Let's get out of here! They got up and ran away, leaving everything behind. Before light the next morning, four lepers were sitting just outside the city gates. One said to the other, Why are we just sitting here slowly dying of hunger? Another one said, Well, it's no better in the city. If we go in there, we'll still die of hunger. Well, that's true, but we can't stay here. Let's go into the Syrian camp. If they kill us, well, we're about to die anyway. But maybe they'll have pity on us and give us food. So the four men got up and walked toward the camp, not knowing it was empty. They went into the first tent and found food, gold, silver, and expensive clothes. The first thing they did was eat the food. They then took the other things away and hid them. They came back and hid what they found in the next tent. Finally, they said, What we're doing isn't right. People are dying of hunger on the other side of the wall. God will punish us if we don't go tell them about this. So they went to the city gate and yelled to the gatekeeper, telling him exactly what they found. When the king heard about this, he thought it was a trap. He said, The Syrian army is hiding out of sight, waiting for us to come out of the city. 
so he sent a few soldiers to scout out the land. The men found the route the Syrians had taken. It was full of clothes and equipment the army had thrown away so they, so they could run faster. The soldiers went back and told the king what they had found. With that, people flooded out of the city to raid the Syrian camp. The price of food immediately dropped. The king gave his chief advisor the job of crowd control at the gate. Soon he was trampled to death. All of this fulfilled what the prophet had said. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank, and carried from it silver and gold and clothing, and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent, and carried some from there also, and went and hid it. Then they said to one another, We are not doing right. This day is a day of good news, and we remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. That's verses 8 and 9 in chapter 7 of Second Kings. How could these lepers keep this good news to themselves? Their conscience spoke to them of their moral obligations. How much more should we feel an obligation to take the ultimate good tidings of everlasting life to a dying world? We have been cleansed from the leprosy of sin and have found the bread of life. We therefore cannot be silent. We must speak the things which we have seen and heard. That's actually Acts 4, verse 20. I've used the analogy before of a restaurant. You and your spouse, your, your significant other, whatever, go out for dinner to a new restaurant, and it's awesome. It's a great experience. Whatever it is, I mean, the food was delicious. The food was unique. The entertainment was awesome. The prices were great. The quantity, whatever it is that pushes your button was awesome about this restaurant. What do you do? Most of us tell people. We tell our our friends, our family, our neighbors, oh, wow, I found this restaurant. We, my wife and I went there and it was awesome. The service was fantastic. The food was amazing. Prices were reasonable. If we can easily talk about a good experience like a dining experience, wouldn't it make sense that we could actually tell people and share with people, which is really the most amazing thing that has ever happened to us? Or do we not see our salvation as the most amazing thing that has happened to us? I would encourage you to see it that way, because it is. Nothing of this world, no restaurant, no food, no movie, no experience of this world can even compare to the incredible gift of the salvation that we have as born-again Christians. So I, I want you to pray about that. I mean, I do that all the time. I, I pray that that God allows me to always see the beauty and the preciousness of my salvation, of the incredible sacrifice that Jesus gave for me. That helps me get motivated. That fires me up. That makes me want to tell everybody about it. I'll close this episode with a quote from J.L. Ewan. As long as there are millions destitute of the Word of God and knowledgeable of Jesus Christ, it will be impossible for me to devote time and energy to those who have both. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. 
You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.